Hello, the internet, and welcome to this year-end, year-end music yeah. episode of Today's Zeitgeist! Yeah. It's a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Jack, that's Miles, mm-hmm. and we are thrilled to be joined uh, for all of our year-end special eps by super producer Anna Hosnier! Anna! No, 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 no. Cool. Yeah, good, good to see you too. Um, music. <laughs> oh, I thought we were singing this episode. Uh, you thought it was a musical episode <laughs> where the whole, everyone. Oh, was, no, we're talking about is, the best music. This doesn't work for me, actually. <laughs> oh, well, fuck that. <laughs> All right. So, gang, what a year in music it was. Yeah. So I was I was going to just do this one and pretend uh, like I knew what you guys were talking about, but I think you you convinced me to just be honest about the fact that I recognize like two of the 10 most popular songs of the year. Um, mm-hmm. And everything else is like songs my kids really like. So we're going to be going through the top pop songs that still hit with three and five year olds uh, on my end. Uh, okay. Okay. My most played songs. And then, uh, you know, we're going to talk about you guys are in charge of reviewing what actually happened to music this year. I got a couple thoughts on that but basically i mean i think i'll mine will be pretty narrow in the sense of i'm definitely going to be talking about the albums i really like this year and i've noticed that not many of i mean some of them are on many of these lists but not everything is on these like sort of traditionally looked at lists from places yeah. like you know spin or whatever oh, okay so you're looking at the critical consents yeah I'm looking at like the top. So Apple dropped their top songs of 2021 USA, like where they just like count up the songs that got the most plays this year. Mm-hmm. So I'll be looking at that. And then I'll okay. also be looking at my songs that got the most plays because oh. uh, I use Apple music because Spotify trying to come for us. So I'm uh, <laughs> not a fan. I don't want to support anyone who's supporting Joe. Well, I've just heard people like mention Joe Rogan as like one of the top podcasters, like alongside us. And I just don't feel like he, he deserves uh, that. (laughs) Alongside. Yeah. I mean, that's true. We're quality. So fuck that guy. Anna, how are you coming at this uh, year in music in review? Wait, sorry. What was the question? How am I coming at this? Yeah, like, are, are you going to tell us What's your, your favorite songs of the year? Like, what, what, like, what, what was your year in music? I mostly only really listen to James Blank. <laughs> I'm really okay. looking at this. It's just, it's mostly, it's just James Blake. That's all I listen to. Yeah. That you're looking at, like, your most listened to tracks. Yeah, it's just like all of James Blake's new album, Friends. That, that came out this year, heart. didn't it? Yeah, it did. It just came okay. out yeah. recently. Mm. Yeah, so I mean, I, I got some tasty little nuggets that uh, people probably haven't heard of. Top, like, uh, I don't know if you've heard of Blinding Lights by The weekend, but uh, that's a, <laughs> it's a little track that my kids kind of enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, so just but that's FYI, a, look it up. That's just one that was burning up your, your sort of monthly chart, weekly chart from the, the kids respect or requesting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in their playlist and it is one of the songs in their playlist that Wait, they is will that from this ask year? me. No, 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 no. None, Which none, song is mo- that? Almost none of mine are going to be uh, from this year. <laughs> oh, right. Unfortunately. <laughs> Sa pa- okay. Sa Pom Pour Moi, the Plastic Bertrand band song from like 127 hours uh, or whatever number of hours. That was my number one. 
And uh, that is from, I think, decades and decades ago. And of course, the kids like that, huh? The kids love it. Originally from Mm -hmm. the Olsen twin hit movie, Passport to Paris. Let's be real. That's how (laughs) everyone actually knows it. I mean, the music supervisor on those uh, was incredibly talented. Their brother, Trey Olsen. (laughs) (laughs) I got some Playboy Cardi, whole lot of red in the top 10, even though my kids weren't that into that uh, oh they didn't want to die lit yeah i tried to <laughs> try to get them you know into playboy cardi a little bit more even with his like baby voice out like, <laughs> like when he's doing that that doesn't have yeah. kid appeal metamorphosis with uh kid cuddy was my favorite or my most played track and probably my favorite from they say kid rock for some reason <laughs> <laughs> but i might have because kid my rock, brain dude. doesn't work and also I am secretly trying to uh, hide the fact that Kid Rock is my favorite musician. Hey, uh, at, at least you're honest. At least you're honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, All a lot of my most listened to tracks is like, I was just listening to like the same five things over and over. Um, right. So I don't know how useful it is because like, I'll always just listen to stuff off Blank Face, the Blank Face album from Schoolboy Q. Yeah, um, <laughs> pretty funny. A lot of the stuff, like, from this year, I definitely listened a lot to the new Hiatus Coyote album, Mood Valiant. I am a huge Hiatus Coyote fan. I prefer Choose Your Weapon to this album, but they offer different things. I know, and speaking with, like, Brian, another producer, uh, who we've played in a band together before, kind of have similar tastes, and we kind of diverged on what we liked about each album. I think um, this one, though, is just, like, a really great album, and if, if you're new to Hiatus Coyote, I think it's a good way to listen to them because they're phenomenal musicians, and Napalm, she's a just ridiculously talented vocalist and songwriter and performer. So that's one I'll, I'll give up. What about you, Anna? Uh, yeah, no, I listen to a lot of James Blake. <laughs> His new album, Friends That Break Your Heart, is really good. Really recommend. Just really enjoy James Blake. I listen. I guess I did technically listen to the new Billie Eilish album a little as well. Um, you know, I it's good. You know, I, I would. I don't know. Maybe I like the other her first official album a little better, but it is. You know, I enjoy it for what it is. Oh, oh, actually, and Open Mike Eagles' new album that he dropped this year was really good. Okay, what was that one called? Anime Trauma and Divorce. And actually, now that I realize it, it came out in 2020, but in my mind. 2020 and 2021 are the same year so yeah yeah i think I, we can all just like say forgive that, each other on the yeah. blurred lines of time in this because every that's why i was in like flashing lights that what is that who yeah yeah, yeah. no none of mine are gonna be because this is all just you know we, it's like a top 40 radio station that only plays like 200 songs as i'm just in a car with my kids taking requests and right. they have very basic taste i will say like a general theme of this year is like finding out about music in weird ways and so for the night the pop smoke song mm-hmm. featuring little baby and and dub baby uh both babies mm-hmm. which is the number two most played song on apple in the u.s this year and you know in my top 10 uh, and my kids liked it but the the way that that kind of i had that in my like on a playlist and then I heard Giannis and his brother singing it <laughs> in their like <laughs> celebration video. Right. And like they're singing it badly, but like they kind of hit that like one part where it's like, I'll tell you one. Like they're, they're failing to sing that, but you get what they're trying to. Hopefully, right. like I, you just did with me. 
uh, probably not. And that made me be like, oh, I kind of really like that song and go back to it. So it was like a Giannis championship celebration viral video of him doing a bad job singing that made me like that song again enough to like put it back in the rotation. And now it's in my top 10. Right. That's just a good song. Yeah. Uh, also, the Yasuke soundtrack by Flying Lotus that he did for the anime, I thought that was really good, too. That was an album I didn't expect to keep listening to because there's a lot of, you know, it's a score, so there's some things that are a little more low-key. And then you have some tracks that are just so, like, musical and, like, visually stimulating when you listen to it. I was getting into it. And so, yes, I would put that as an inadvertent suggestion of music. I think the biggest thing for me of, like, listening to new stuff has been fucking TikTok, to be honest. Mm. Because half the time I'm like, what the fuck is this track? And there's, I don't know what it is. I think videos themselves might be making songs sound better to me because like I'm associating it with something I think is funny because sometimes I'll go and like save shit on a playlist and then listen back. I'm like, yo, this is not good. But on the (laughs) other side, it got me really into this genre called Fonk, P-H-O-N-K. That's just like these beats that are like made with like a detuned cowbell sound from like the 808 drum kit. Funk beats that uh, Elon Musk has endorsed. Yeah, that, funk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but like it started off as like being just weird stuff. I was seeing like drifting videos on TikTok and then being <laughs> in like all these other kinds of videos. So I will I'll, I will give shouts to, to the youth uh, of TikTok for also expanding my palate. You know, I, I have a bit of a TikTok album reference as well. But real quick, I do want to give a shout out to Zach Fox's album, Shut the Fuck Up, Talking to Me. <laughs> which dropped this year, which I listened to actually a lot the second it dropped. Um, Love the I album really cover. enjoyed that album. But yeah. in regards to TikTok, I actually, when I went to go see James Blake in Seattle, I know, sorry, I only listened to one artist because I'm sad. <laughs> but um, Well, also that Mariah Carey song, too. You like that one, too. Which one? The, the That one, you're, they, they think oh, it's about I Christmas or something? For, yeah, my kids actually, like, I, I introduced huh. them to that, and they're like I don't that. Know about that one. Oh, oh you're okay. not from... Depending on the one? order of the episodes, that might land or might it was not. Pretty, it's pretty obscure. <laughs> sorry, okay. sorry. Just um. Oh, the one that's the oh the one that I think. Sh- uh, yes, wait, yes, that's yes. That's the one that we were like really hoping to pop off with this yeah. holiday special. Yeah, yeah. That's Hopefully, tough. we can get some ears on this track with you saying one of the well, best tracks of the year. I think that's also interesting that I couldn't even remember it. Like that's part of the problem is like yeah. no one knows that song. Right. So what went down in Seattle? Okay, so I went to go see James Blake in Seattle and um he had this artist open for him. Her name is Fouché. Oh yeah. I didn't realize it, but a, she basically blew up on TikTok. Yeah. One of her songs went viral on TikTok. I, be, I believe the song is called Deep End. When I and, makeup, yeah, I exactly. Yeah. And so I like heard that song and you know, at the time I hadn't made the connection until I was at the concert and she started playing that song and she literally was like, I wrote this song in my room and now it's like platinum gold or whatever. And I was like, right. huh? I've never heard of you. And then she started singing that song and I was like, oh, that's her? Right. Damn. I wish she had more notoriety. But I mean, I guess it's cool she was opening for James Blake. But yeah, I think that's what's wild, too, because James Blake is like a, a very great musician. And I can't imagine he would just be like, oh, that's popping. Put them as the opener more than being like, oh, this is I really like this person's work and that yeah. feels like a, a fit for my show because yeah, I was the same way. I remember when I first heard that one, I was like, Oh, this kind of goes, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, yeah. Dr. Fauci. I don't know how to say that <laughs> till I heard it on the radio. Um, so, you know, yeah. it's, but it's they nice actually just give them a shout out. They had a, um, 
new album dropped this year called Time Machine. So go check out Fouché. I got another one for weird discovery method for a song okay. that is now heavy rotation that uh, is not from this year. There's a song, <laughs> It's Gonna Rain, from I May Destroy You, which is a show that came out in 2020, but that I okay. watched this year. And that song fucking rules. It's like a gospel song by Reverend Milton Brunson. And that one is really good. And it's it's my latest version of Stand on the Word from the Jubair Singers, uh, which is one that like I had known about before, but the uh, first episode of Righteous Gemstones reminded me of that. Oh, so there's another yeah. one where I was just like, oh, and it's still, it's still like, it's not one where like independent of the context, I, d- I no longer like it. It's like the context still lasts for me. I think when it's in a movie more so than when it's in a viral video. Right. But yeah, those are two great like gospel songs that are uh, always near the top of my like most played list and uh, the only gospel songs that I have. So maybe I need to get into more gospel music. Shout out uh, Zeitgang. Hit me with some gospel recommendation. Ooh, get them the gospel goods. Uh, mm. Yeah, honestly, the more I think about TikTok, I'm like, oh my God, I, I think so much of the shit I was even like going down like sort of rabbit holes of music was because of that. Like even when I... Did you hear that Willow Smith song? The one that was born of like, I caught a vibe. Maybe you can put it go inside. You know that song? I don't know. Anyway, there was a track that she put out and I remember being like, yo, this track fucking goes. And then I listened to, so there's a clip of her performing it live with this other vocalist and she was hitting that emo style heavy. But then if you go to the album cut, she doesn't have the same affect at all. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this? And part of me, I think uh, what happened was the internet was even like, yo, dude, the album cut is trash. Like this live version, it sounds way better. Even though like, I think at first it kind of caught people off because like, you're not thinking of Willow Smith as like a emo vocalist, but you know, I think someone who grew up in the aughts knows that sound very well. And to see that kind of come around, like that's also another thing I've been seeing is more of the blending of emo vocal affect coming back into pop music, even like from black artists. You know, actually, that's a good point. I think Willow Smith, deeply underrated performer. Yeah. Oh, Um, for sure. When I watched a video of her covering a song, you know how, what's her mom's name? Shit. Jada Pinkett Smith. Jada Pinkett Smith. Sorry. It's one of those days. Uh, (laughs) We'll just call her Willow's mom. Mother of Willow. For a while. And which, sorry, I can't remember the name of that band. But for Jada's birthday, Willow covered a song with her former band for her mom and i was like oh she's one of the most talented people <laughs> i've right. ever seen like she <laughs> so just frustrating covered, she like nailed her mom's song with her mom's former band like <laughs> it was just like what yeah just casually yeah. just as a surprise to her mother she went away learned the song is also a great guitar player like just incredible incredible artist we don't give her enough credit i know her brother what's her brother's name come on now come on willie what is it come on jaden jaden okay i'm sorry (laughs) it's the most (laughs) you can't forget that if you're a parent because that's very popular and jaden sorry you're right you're right so jaden got a lot of attention for a long time because of never realized that holy shit Welcome. I didn't either. That's Welcome. why Jay Din and Will O. Yeah. Guys, I am going to be silent for the rest of this episode yeah, while I just... try and wrap my fucking head around that. I feel like I just watched the end of Usual Suspects. 
<laughs> Holy shit. Um, yeah, so I didn't realize that. But yeah, I think I, uh, Jaden got a lot of the attention for his, you know, rap albums. And to think that Willow, I mean, I guess she had I Whip My Hair back and forth. But like, as That's she's so grown older, ago. I feel like her music and work has really like, it's blown me away. I think they're both really interesting. I think they're both really good performers. Jaden is definitely he you, you could see his like live shows and you're like oh okay he has it they're all have that level of showmanship but deep down i really think like whatever trajectory willow is on just based on even that song and just kind of the other things i heard this year i'm like this person is very talented and with yeah. the right you know encouragement and producers or whatever or just you know freedom to express herself yeah. i think that so willow gonna... uh willow smith if you need to make some connections in the industry reach yep. out to us uh We're we could we could kind of point phones. you in the right direction yeah um that's a hilarious bit <laughs> yeah you, i can tell by the way Will, you're you uh shaking Will your head smith side to side. Needs you <laughs> you know what's also impressive about those kids is that like all the second life that will smith has had online like that shit is all written by comedy writers probably at the direction of his kid because other celebrities are not doing it as well as he is i get the sense that he trusts his kids more than like other celebrities would and also like i think his kids are fucking really smart and like help him stay relevant um, you think that his kids guess. were like, let's bring dad on red table talk and make him look sad as hell as the mom <laughs> awkwardly tries to avoid the I'm fact talking more like people affair. who are like, Will Smith is fucking hilarious on Instagram, you guys. And it's yeah. like, oh. no, like he was smart enough to hire a team of comedy writers and pay them extremely well to make him look very funny on Instagram. Yeah. Like that's- is that real? Did he really? Yeah. yeah, yeah one yeah. of my old coworkers at Condé, who's an editor, edits all those videos. And like, yeah, and yeah. he's a comedian too. Too. And I know, like, when I saw the videos, and I'm like, wait, oh, Mike's working on this. Like, <laughs> you could tell from, yeah. No, I just know, like, he's a hilarious guy and he's really good with video and likes to think outside the box. So when he started, like, doing much more sort of high concept video posts on the, on, like, you know, Instagram and stuff, you can definitely see that touch on there. But anyway, this has turned into the Family Smith podcast. Hey, man, it's better than them listening to me talk about uh, the Floor is Lava song. Which one is that? The floor is lava. That one. <laughs> Counts down so you Sorry. have a chance to get off the ground. Five. Oh, shit. Four. Wait, who's three. this by? Uh, is this baby again? Yeah, I think it's... <laughs> no, I think it was Pop Smoke, actually. Like, uh, mm. That's why I was so sad. Uh, the Party Freeze Dance song, uh, the 2014 version by The Kaboomers. Oh, The Kaboomers, of course. The Kaboomers. Yeah, I think that's they're, also who the floor is lava is by. Their biggest yeah. hit, according to Spotify, is the party freeze song. So these people sound like they do like uh I guess like right. the cha cha slide for kids. But so a lot of people know the party freeze song, but that the reason that you come to us for our cultural takes is you probably don't know the party freeze dance song two thousand fourteen version, which is actually far superior. So people people ought to check that out. Cool. All right, let's take a quick break. And we'll be right back. And we're back. And I feel like no other albums came out this year. So we could probably just, right? I don't know. I'm not familiar. Oh, 
Adele what? I don't know the name. Adele. Is it good? Maybe you've heard of her. Is it good? What's that? Is an Adele album at age 30 now that she's lived and gone through a divorce and had a child and dated a basketball agent good? Is it? <laughs> it's incredible. Oh, good. I'm not the biggest Adele fan, but I always, whenever I hear, I'm I'm very always impressed. That's not by no no no. If you're a human being, you're an Adele fan. That's such a wild thing to say. I'll tell you why. She supports Tottenham, and I can't get over that. Oh, here honest. we go. So there's that. But again, I don't let that I don't let that get in the way of me acknowledging the wisdom. I mean, I guess in general, I'm not in. I I don't listen to a lot of like singer songwriter like ballad type people. Hmm. But I know I'm not hating on her at all. It's just you know different strokes. Let's just say I tried to get tickets to her um, Vegas residency and Ticketmaster just laughed at me. It did? <laughs> yeah. Like I signed up. I did the whole process to like get in to right. the pre-sales and it was like, <laughs> yeah, okay, honey. They're like, but I, I, but this was the place I came to do the pre-sale. Why, why are you laughing at me? But you, because yeah. you thought this would even work? You freaking like, lame! No, 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 no! You're not getting in. No one's getting in except for the people who we decided at random as her verified fan group can get in. What's the best track on that album that I should listen to? Okay, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I think you need to listen to the entire album. Okay, what's down. one of your favorites without putting the tension of what you need to be responsible to transition me into a, a life of Adele fandom? What's What's the track that you've been vibing with off thirty? I'm telling you, I will not answer that. I want you to sit like down the whole album's and not listen good. to the entire album. Okay. For some reason, Super Producer Brian just decided to let us know he likes wine. In yeah, the chat. in the chat, he just oh, said, I like wine. Weird. Yeah, nice uh, try, Brian, but we're still talking about Adele. Talking about Adele on the album 30. What's a good song for him? <laughs> oh, he said, nah, the Adele song. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, that's what we're asking. Or what I drink is wine. the song? Come on, we we should stretch this out and do a whole uh, who's on first thing. Yes, the Adele song. That's what we're asking for. And we know you drink wine, Brian. God, I think you're drinking a bit too much of it right now. Yes, yeah, me. Not, it's not I like wine. It's I drink wine. Yeah, he he corrected himself. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, he didn't want to get fully banished from the earth. Does the album like what? Because I mean, I guess for Adele, right? I feel like her strengths are just how just amazingly powerful and how her voice can convey so much emotion and her range but also she's like a great lyricist as well i know that i've always find myself you know being really into that i did watch a special where she talked about how she was really into english literature or something then her teacher then her surprised teacher her on stage up. yeah i saw that that touched me she's like me snow me for real <laughs> she's like you were bad at this listen to your pronunciation adele but yeah i mean as an album and what makes a good album, like it's going to take you on a journey, like by listening to it sequentially that you get like this whole sort of thing or that it's just or just a really good collection of good work. Well, I mean, I think in Adele's case, an album that makes you feel like you're having all these emotions you don't actually have any reason to have. Like you're like, I am going through a breakup while you're sitting with your partner who you guys <laughs> right, are right. in a completely fine relationship. But you're like, you, why would you do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> right arrow but, through your heart yeah, oh okay it's like all these feelings that you don't really have any business to have but because adele is adele she can like talk to your soul in a way that you're almost um fantasizing about having pain in a way <laughs> <laughs> it's I fantasy pain. to level of suffering phantom <laughs> like heartache you. is what i like it uh it almost sounds the way you're saying it it's like 
for the same reason Sour by Olivia Rodrigo like didn't quite connect to me, but younger people did. I feel like you saying what 30 did to you might might touch me more as being like, I know Adele. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Because strawberry ice cream in Malibu didn't quite get me, but it's catchy. It's popular. As I was looking through the year-end lists, uh, Sour and Driver's License were like the songs on that list that I was like, oh, I know I have those. Those are... <laughs> I listen to those a lot too. <laughs> I know about that. I know about that. I know. Yeah, yeah. No, of course. Yeah, great stuff. That one. Um, although I do have to cough really loud every time she says, "I still fucking love you." With my kids in the car, uh, that's my oh. one note. Olivia, clean it up, sister. Wait. So when it's coming up, are you really going? To... <laughs> <laughs> I usually so just ask them a question. Wait, what's the part you don't want them to hear? Because I still fucking love you. Oh, because they uh, they have been known to, you know, drop the occasional damn and, you know, bad, bad words because they can't drive the places we used to go. Still fucking. Love Wait, your kids are into Adele? Into Adele? No, we're talking about Olivia Rodrigo. No, I know. I know. But I know. are they? Sorry, I don't know. Can you get but them I'm on asking, Adele, you think? Are your children into Adele? I feel like that might be a little bit. I don't know. I you know what? That's a good experiment. I'm gonna add a couple of Dell tracks to their playlist, and not because just like rolling in the deep, which would be easy sell for them. I feel like they would be into that because it's fun. Yeah, right. so let's see how much they could really feel. <laughs> how how deep the depths of their emotions go. No, but I think Adele's pretty family friendly in that regard. Yeah, yeah. No, I bet. Unless they um, turned yeah. to you, are like, Dad, what is a heart-wrenching breakup life. <laughs> right. right. Have to explain. <laughs> when Dad, are you and mommy going to get wine? divorced? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when will you and mommy get divorced so I can and feel like And will you Adele? start drinking wine again? <laughs> um, <laughs> another kind of weird circuitous one is that there was this cover of the Gwen Stefani song Cool by Maggie Rogers. Did you guys see that? Her like covering it backstage before she was about to go on like Fallon or one of those shows and Gwen Stefani was one of the guests and it's like a 15 second snippet, but I like couldn't find it anywhere. Like they didn't release it as a track. So then I just like found the original song and that ended up in my, you know, top 20. That's a good song. Um, okay. Also not from this year, but another, just she's kinda... the one who went viral right from that NYU uh, like song class with Pharrell and like Pharrell was like reacting to a track of hers. Oh, I don't know. Do I have that right? I, I follow her on Twitter, so she might have said something very funny at one point, and that's why I follow her, but she tweeted a video from backstage, and I was like, yeah. this is fucking great. This I, is really, I, really good. I remember, yeah, I I got sort of put on to her because of this, like, class, because I was, you know, a huge Pharrell fan uh, growing up, and just, like, whenever, like, I see things, like, with him, and I'm like, what's going on? What's he doing? And I remember the whole thing was, like, it was, like, sort of her like graduate project where she put out uh, this track and was sort of like explaining like her, like, uh, you know, artistic journey to that moment. And when it's playing, like Pharrell is just like frozen and being like, whoa, like this is really good. And she kind of thought he was joking at first. And I felt like that. <laughs> that would have been you know? so mean if he was joking. <laughs> <laughs> like this eyes. Oh, oh. Wow. Psych. Did you the like fuck it? Out no. Of here, kid. Nah. <laughs> nah, that was. Shit is that was trash. I'm going to steal it though. But yeah, good to see. Uh, I mean, I think um, that's also you know another another testament to that uh, that talent that it's more than just one viral clip. Yeah. It keeps going, keeps going. So cool came in right in between uh, 
D-A-N-C-E by Justice. The do the D-A-N-C-E. One, okay. two, three. Uh, because the reason that one's so popular with my kids is because uh, my uh, five-year-old th- thinks that uh, seventh graders are singing that. Like he listened enough to it and was like, they sound like they're in seventh grade because there is like the part where the kids are singing. Right, right, right. But it's also a fun track. Uh, and then Highwayman by the Highwaymen. Uh, so that's a good one. Get them into justice. Any of their uh, Roman Gavras directed music videos are all family friendly. Uh, would love to see how they... Uh, <laughs> They respond to those music videos. All right. What else we got? Did you guys get into like Olivia Rodrigo, the album? I I feel like that's the one thing that I'm hearing both from people and music critics as like their albums of the year. I mean, I I listened to it as sort of just out of general due diligence to culture, uh, but it wasn't it wasn't for me. But I, I didn't you know. really listen to. It. I heard Driver's License a lot, but I never really got. I didn't sit down and listen to the full album because, um, well, uh huh. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly have no idea. I just off never right listened there. to it. I just yeah. I don't. know. I think the reason I even listened to it because I just saw how many people around me were having such strong reactions to it. But then I I realized like my connection to pop music or like lyrics and pop music wasn't quite the same. Like. I was like more touched by some of the lyrics on the hiatus coyote, like mood valiant album where like someone's like really kind of poetically describing like how kind of dysfunctional they are in a relationship. Then like, I think the much more relatable, like sort of pop, you know, aesthetic that was put on the sour album, not to say it doesn't have depth or anything. Or I prefer one of the, but I just, I don't know. Didn't, didn't take me in. Didn't take me in. I was about to talk shit about how Drake only has two uh, songs from his new album on the uh, Apple Music's most played songs of 2021. Uh, he also has the number one song, uh, Once and Needs. He has like a feature on like 10 of the songs that were in the top. Drake is still doing it. I think it was not a bad year for Drake. It was a bad year for people releasing albums. I think I didn't, his album wasn't great. Though. Garbage. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm like. I don't know. That's why I'm like. You know, both, you know, that his album and Donda, I was like, okay, like, sure. Yeah, Donda had uh, one song that I, I think Tyler, to. the Tyler creator, his album was yeah, far really more enjoyable for me. I found that, I found like, you know, I was at first hesitant and then Super Producer Brian was like, you should listen to it. It's really good. So, yeah. you know, I will have to say, album? call me if you get lost. Tyler, the creator. Oh, yeah. That album is good. Yeah. I like. Yeah. But uh, so my artist of the year, uh, drum roll, okay. please. Uh, you know for the past three years running it's been they might be giants with beach boys as a close second the beatles in third uh but we have a new champion my kids found out about the beastie boys and they are fun music for children to listen to Uh, because it sounds like a five-year-old rapping (laughs) like it really like if a five-year-old was trying to like release a rap album these are the this is the lyrical content and the delivery that would come about it's like people on Sesame Street, if they were rappers, like the voices are distinct and like not as like normal adults talking. So I see yeah. that. Although um, Sure Shot, the reason that the thing that put that back into my rotation, which I think is how they found out about it, was that it was the theme song from uh, Patriot season two. And I was like, oh, this song is really fucking good, uh, which is a show that came out like 10 years ago. But, you know, random, random ways that like music kind of pops back up. I feel like that has been the story of music for me for the past like three years 
That's uh, Beastie Boys is very interesting to me because for so like happy and like positive in the sense like it's so like popping off. Um, True darkness lies beneath. beneath that documentary. Like I recommend that Beastie Boys documentary if you guys haven't seen it. Very fascinating intel on everything that was going on at that time. Oh, are they really mm-hmm. fucked up? Uh, it's just a lot going on and just things. <laughs> it, it was very much like you're working with Rick Rubin. You're in it all of a sudden and you're like, things are happening. Choices are being made. Yeah. People are getting fucked over. Run with it. And uh, burnout is happening. Right. Mm. Yeah. One last album I just want to shout out before uh, I head out is Lil Sims album. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I might be introvert. Lil Sims is like an artist who over the last couple of years has just grown on me more and more. And every time I see her perform or like, you know, playing bass or doing whatever, I'm just like, this is such a like true. I mean, she, th- this album is definitely getting a lot of attention, but I feel like she she should be at a much higher level um, of like notoriety because I mean, she right now she gets spins like, you know, on like your NPR sort of KCRW vibe type radio stations. But like even as a lyricist, man, her other like, man, her, her track Venom, I think is so fantastically written. It's unreal. So I do want to say, yeah, just I just one last thing. Little Sims. Sometimes like I'm going to come out and say it. I think she should get featured on a Drake track. And I know that's controversial, <laughs> but I, th- I think she's that good. <laughs> that's, that's what's next. That's what's next uh, along the way. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, anything else, Anna, before we leave the people to uh, go and look into all these hot new tracks that we put yeah, them on? Adele. To? I'm going to, I'm looking into it. Yeah. I am actually going to listen to Adele. Adele. Yeah. Adele is so, I mean, the thing is, Adele is a classic. Adele is someone you turn on and you just, just like live your life through the lens of Adele's pain. And um, that's all I can really say is like, just like feel that pain as if it's real. Mm. Um, Okay. Cry. Yearn for that pain. Yearn for it. Earn it. I will. I think maybe that's what it is too. Like sometimes Adele's albums almost feel like like serious movies that yeah. uh, are going to get too real for me and I shy away and I go to the familiar so I will challenge myself with 30 As you Save Your Tears by The Weeknd was also a good track and also oh, I meant to say that uh, Christy Yamaguchi Main in writing AKA's has turned me on to some good old pop songs like Your Love by The Outfield which I thought was going to be like <laughs> Your Love has lived but it's a different one and it's good um, alright all that's Crazy. been music in the year 2021 and um, beyond and beyond we are back soon with more uh, year in review content and uh, we will talk to y'all then 